On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we revisit the disaster that was last night's overtime loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. What happened? We break it all down. We give our reflections, and we try to pick up the pieces. All that coming up and more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I just want to remind you all that this episode of Locked On Lightning is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, of course, we are talking about the 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 absolute disaster that was last night's game in Toronto. And and if you follow me on Twitter, go ahead and do that. Um, and, and look back on some of my tweets from last night because I normally don't tweet a lot during games. If if you've been following me for a while on X or tweet or whatever you want to call it, but we, I just have to say, last night I was I was very excited for this game because I mean you 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 should always be excited though when your team is playing against a divisional team and I, and I feel like I know this might sound a little cliche but I feel like whenever the lightning play the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, it always has that playoff atmosphere to it. And it did not disappoint. I honestly went into this game though, with, with a little bit low expectations. Um, I, I kind of figured as what we see most of the time, the Tampa Bay lightning, we're going to come off to us. We're going to get off to a slow start. Uh, really not be able to capitalize on on the misfortunes that Toronto has had lately coming into this game last night. Uh, losers of their last four. And I kind of figured that this was the game, and, and I didn't want to say it on Twitter at the time, but I and I'm sure a lot of Lightning fans will agree with me, but this was the kind of game the Lightning lose. I'm sorry. It, it kind of seems to me, at least, especially over the last couple of years, that the Lightning – aren't a team that is very good at capitalizing on the situation. They're not very good at pouncing on teams when they're feeling low. They're not the kind of team that smells blood in the water and continues attacking. That's not something that this team does. They don't have that killer instinct. I feel like we've fallen, or at least this lightning team has fallen into the habit of just thinking that everything is going to work out in the end that we we don't see that extra I don't want to say it's extra that it's effort because I feel like the effort is there at sometimes I I just feel like this team has not been able to get into the right mindset and of of like I said, you know, continually continuing to pile on when teams opposing teams are not playing well. And we saw it last night. Lightning get off to a phenomenal start. They score four goals in the first period. They go into the second inter they go into the first intermission with a with a lead of four to one. 
And before I got a chance to, to see it, before to say it, excuse me, actually the Twitter account, Bolts by the Bay, beat me to the punch in saying we we know, you know, I'm loosely quoting the tweet, but we we all know that this this is the light the the, the leaps are gonna come back in the second period. And unless you've been living under a rock or you don't have X or if you don't maybe don't have a feel for what this team can do or is susceptible to happen to them, you, you should have known what was going to happen. Did we think that it was going to get that bad? Did we think that the lightning were going to kind of lull us into a false sense of security by scoring late in the game and forcing it to overtime? No, but that's what happened. But everything that I have and, and, you know, I've seen a lot of comments, whether it be on YouTube or Twitter or in my DMs or whatever the case may be. I've seen a lot of comments of disagreements of some of the, the point of views I have had about this team over the last couple of years. Because let's, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. This loss... This overtime loss, this 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 blowing the three goal lead, especially when you're on the road, you're playing phenomenal. Their goaltender gets pulled in the first period, and you're basically stepping on the throat of this team going into the first intermission. We shouldn't be surprised by what followed after that in the second and third periods. We really shouldn't. And I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to be that guy. Because I will admit. I've been called this by certain listeners. I've been, I'll, I'll even admit it. I could be a little bit overly negative about this team. But if you've been listening to what I've been saying, not only this season, but last season, and maybe even certain times throughout the pre, the last two years at least, this isn't something that is new for this team. This isn't something that completely fell out of the sky. And, you know, we'll talk about this more towards the end of the episode. But if this is a problem that continuously persists with this Tampa Bay Lightning team, that they, you know, if it's not one thing, it's the other. If, if they're not getting off to a slow start, they're blowing. They, they basically show no fight in them as the game progresses if they're in front. And then you have situations like this, not to even mention the fact that they are putrid in overtime. Who is the blame here? And I haven't seen anything yet. I mean, I know I'm throwing a lot of things at you uh, from the start of this episode, and it, it will be a little bit more coarse as we get through the course of this episode. I mean, I, I there there's tons to break down from this. This is more so of just me unleashing on this team right now. But who is the blame for this? You know, we could blame uh, the, the easy way to blame right now for some fans, maybe. I haven't seen it is to put this on Johansson. This isn't Johansson's fault. Can we put this on the team? Yeah, we could put this on the guys in front of him, 100%. But at the end of the day, at least I do. I don't know how many other Lightning fans do. And comment below this video on YouTube if you follow us on our channel. And if you don't, please go ahead and follow and then comment. <laughs> this falls on John Cooper and his coaching staff. This falls on his buddy Blaschel, who 
I didn't think was anything special when he was the coach in Edmonton, I believe it was. And then their way of selling him when Lalonde left and bringing him in was that, oh, John Cooper's known him for a long time and they're very good friends. And sometimes hiring your friends doesn't work. And that doesn't make me feel any better that they're buddy, buddy, because now if a move needs to be made, is John Cooper going to fire his good friend? I don't know. But at the end of the day, this falls on John Cooper, and we'll talk more about that. But this was just an absolute disaster. And if you were watching this game in the States, it was on NHL Network. So it was on national television. And I believe it was also on national television on Sportsnet, I guess, in Canada. But listen, this team needs to figure it out. This team needs to change things up. And when you see a team score four goals in one period, especially to start the game, and then you do literally nothing for the rest of the game, where from the from the opening faceoff of the second period on, Toronto was 100% in control of this game, except for that 15 seconds towards the end of the game when the Lightning tied things up, which, quite honestly, I wanted to say in the time that at this point, I didn't want the Lightning to tie it up because if it went to overtime, then you could have just handed the W to the Toronto Maple Leafs. But this is ridiculous at this point. I mean, Lightning fans should have should have been fed up dating all the way back to last year because, like I said, this is nothing new. This is nothing that we have not touched on on, on, this, on this podcast. And it's only getting worse because it seems to me, at least, that – Nothing is getting changed. Nothing is done. Nothing is getting better. Now, we see little improvements here and there, but it never carries over with this team. Never. And that's why it frustrates me so much when I had this discussion on the on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, how people were saying, oh, well, you know what? They just got to stay 500 until Vasilevsky comes back, okay? The way this team played last night, played last night, it, it wouldn't have mattered if Vasilevsky was in net. There may have not been as many goals scored, maybe, but I could have very well have seen a a similar outcome. I mean, if the Lightning even ended up coming back winning last night, this wouldn't have been a good win. A win like this, this 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 puts a bad taste in your mouth. And I feel like often two times with this Lightning team, too many times with this team over the last couple of years. They'll play a garbage game like this a couple of times in the span of two weeks and then have one really good win. And we automatically and and um, everybody assumes that the Lightning are past it. No, this is a recurring theme for the, for this team. And it, it's it's gotten to the point, Lightning fans, where it's I'm absolutely disgusted. And it starts from the top here. It really does. So let me know in the comments below what you think. We still have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're coming up on our second segment. I mean, just after the first period, literally no fight in this team. Uh, I tweeted it myself that this Lightning team, it, it just looked like that they forgot that they had to play two more periods. 
We'll talk about all that coming up. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at the Game Time app. Now, hockey season starting, people. Football season's is in full swing. We we have the NBA season starting, and even if you're not into all of those sports, there's still a lot out there. You got concerts, you got stand-up comedy shows, you got all forms of entertainment coming up with winter coming up, the holidays coming up, and you want to be out there. You want to be living your life, have a social, you know, experience throughout the holidays. And you may not always have a plan in advance. You may want to do it spur of the moment, kind of like I do sometimes. And that's why you need Game Time. Listen, Game Time is one of the easiest apps to use out there when you're trying to organize an event, especially last minute. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next big event. Game Time is fast and easy to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their price. Best price guarantee Game Time takes the guesswork out of buy buying tickets. My favorite part of this is that they let you see the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. So, you know, you're not caught by surprise. You're not going to your seat and you're sitting behind a pole or you see maybe not even a third of the field or the stage or whatever, wherever you're going. So download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NHL. That's L O C K E D. O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute deals. Lowest price. Guaranteed. So, as always, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. We are available wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. And if you're following us on a app-based website, hit that notification button so as soon as the newest episode drops you shall be notified uh at its publication so this game i I, it's one thing when you are utterly surprised by a team's performance whether it be especially when they perform bad but like i said earlier I think we all know that this was going to happen. I think we all know, for the most part, what was coming. You know, I kind of figured that it was going to be a little bit, probably a little bit more positive. You know, the Lightning were going to give up a goal last minute in dramatic fashion. Have under a second to, you know, left in the game or whatever the case may be. But you should. It's like I said, this isn't something that just completely has fallen out of the sky for this team. We know what to expect from this team by now, you know, and and, and when it comes down to it, it's not the personnel per se. I know there's maybe some aspects of this team, especially on the defensive side of things. Obviously, the big elephant in the room is Vasilevsky not being available just yet. It looks like that he might be closer to Thanksgiving, which is a good sign. But like I said, last night, whether you have Vasilevsky or you had Joe Hansen in that, it wouldn't really have mattered, I think, because this team played so poorly in, in front. They just, I mean, where do you start? I mean, it's it's the same issues over and over and over again with this team. 
poor puck possession, getting dominated in the neutral zone. Uh, the turnovers are just horrendous. I mean, there was a stretch there. I believe it was in the late, pretty much the entirety of the second period and, and parts of the third, where really just this team couldn't even get across mid-ice. It, it, it was insane. And, and it, it just felt like they had no really plan of of advancing the puck down the ice other than trying to just dump it and 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 be able to catch Toronto off guard down low behind the net or around the the corners and yeah that works here and there but i mean when you come out as dull as flat as this team did you know i i predicted it i just got the sequence wrong you know usually the script, if you want to call it the lightning script, is come out flat and have a pretty good second period and kind of taper off as the third goes on. And it, it was it was flip-flop, you know, great start. And you just completely fall flat for the rest of the game. And then you have that little that little spurt of 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 life at the end, which I will say that was kind of a fluke goal. The puck was bouncing all over the place at the end. Um the way the lightning were were kind of were were, were playing at that late in the game. They were pretty much lucky to have the puck that low in the zone at that point in time. So I mean, yeah, that's great that you take advantage of that, but I'm sure I'm not the only one. We all kind of knew what was going to happen in overtime, and and it did not disappoint because Lightning lose the the opening puck drop, the the face off, just did not touch the puck afterwards. Um. And it doesn't give me much confidence going forward, you know, even when Vasilevsky comes back, which, you know, you will see maybe a little bit of a better performance from this team here and there. But like NHL, I believe it was NHL Network and like you've heard here, like you've heard in other outlets, the goaltending isn't the issue. I mean, when you look at, Jonas Johansson, his numbers up until last night, going into last night, almost sort of identical or somewhat what you would have expected if Vasilevsky was in that. And so really when it comes back to it, it it's the team in front of him. But at the same time, this team just, like I've seen multiple times, throughout the course of the season and last year as well. Um, just really no plan, no confidence, just trying to, to do it, – it's kind of just throwing anything against the wall and seeing what sticks, and, and that's never a good thing to do in hockey. You just – you know, maybe other sports that works, but hockey, that that's not really something that you, you really – can say that is going to be a good recipe for success. And, and I, 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 
I'm very curious, and we'll probably talk about it a little later. We're dropping another episode later today, so keep tuned. Keep a, a, an eye out for that. Uh, we'll be previewing that Montreal game and then also talking about a little, I guess, if there's any more news that drops today. Very curious. I didn't check it yet what John Cooper, if he said anything. He'll probably say something today. Um, but, you know, John Cooper at some point needs to come out and give not only the fans, but the media and everybody. He he just needs to come out, give an honest answer, a truthful answer. Some, you know, maybe an answer that his team may not like that he's doing publicly, but he needs maybe in order for this team to take a step forward, he needs to come out and kind of blast them, blast himself, criticize himself, talk about, you know, maybe the things he did wrong or, you know, lack of preparation coming into this game. To go from looking like a formidable force on offense in the first period, everything's clicking. Everything that you could have possibly have asked for in that first period. Victor Hedman, uh, just an incredible highlight goal. A goal that probably five players can, in the league consistently could score like that. Nikita Kucherov just scoring at will out there. And then Braden Point having all the time in the world to take that shot from the slot on the power play. He could have he could have dropped his stick, tied his laces, picked up his stick and shot. That's how much time he had. To go from that to just looking like you're not even in the same weight class as Toronto after they pulled their goaltender. And, you know, obviously the big story was we've seen this before. Pulling Samson off, putting Wool in, and the Lightning just not being able to figure him out, which is just, in my opinion, that's BS. I think that if this team actually played well, if, if you know, if they adjust it, which clearly they didn't as the game went on, we would, you know, be able to get past that. And I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall as whether or, or you know, near the bench to, to hear what the chatter was to his players or in the locker room going into the third period because I, I it doesn't seem like whatever was said the team was responding to and obviously this isn't a conversation that is going to be remotely had or or have anytime soon but it's a little alarming that we've seen this pattern over and over and over again in many different disguises but the same result comes out now my question towards all of this is, is it the players just not listening and not responding to what is being said to them by the coaches? Or is it the coaches not giving anything insightful or productive to the players to do with to change the game? Regardless of what you may think it is, it needs to change. 
And it needs to change fast because I'm not even going to go and I'm not at the point right now where I'm going to be stand. I'm going to be watching the standings on a nightly basis because we just hit November. So it's way too early. Maybe after Thanksgiving, that's when we start. But some of the teams coming up, regardless of how you feel about their level of talent compared to Tampa Bay's, those are games that the Lightning could all easily lose, especially if they come out with the same kind of effort, I guess, because there was zero effort or incentive to to capitalize on that first period as the game goes on, and that was alarming. And some of the teams coming up on the schedule, um, if the Lightning play like that, they not only will lose those games, but they will get embarrassed uh, as if they weren't already embarrassed enough last night. Um, so yeah, let me know in the comments below what you think. Uh, we'll wrap things up in just a little bit by trying to pick up the pieces. What can the lightning do tonight? Uh, it's pretty obvious at this point what they need to do tonight against Montreal. We'll talk about that in just a little bit, but first I want to talk about our friends over at Vandal Sportsbook. Now I hope, I hope, you know, at least to kind of give yourself a little bit of insurance last night. If you were betting on that lightning game, you were maybe hedging your bets a little bit by putting some money on the Toronto Bay beliefs uh, money line. I'm very curious to see what that money line was going into the second period. Um, but even if you weren't doing that, there's football, there's, there's basketball going on, then there's other hockey games and you could bet on all of that by using our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with, with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. The NFL season is here. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So wrapping things up on the show, I just want to thank you all for tuning in as I we we try, we try to figure out what in God's name happened last night. I mean we know what happened last night. It's something that we've we've it's a it's a movie we've watched many times before with this Tampa Bay Lightning team. And I just what happens next? Because I, I tweeted it last night too, and it, and it, it's it's gotten to a point where, like I said, John Cooper, for at least the sanity of the fan base, needs to come out and be brutally honest about something for once. I'm tired of the cliche hockey nonsense that we see all the time where it's, well, we got to, you know, what happened last night? Well, we didn't play a full 60 minutes and I'm just, you know, I'm roughly quoting. I'm not, that's not exactly what he says, but for lack of a better word, that's pretty much summed up as to what we hear from John Cooper and, and company for the most part here and there. Um, you know, I, I fully expect 
as always to hear what we we hear all the time when something like this happens with this team when they don't play well when they blow leads when they don't capitalize on a team just really banged up coop what happened last night well we didn't play a full 60 minutes we didn't play well we didn't execute properly you know little things like that like okay tell me something i don't know give something a little bit more insightful uh coop how do you bounce back tonight against montreal well we got to play better we got to go out there we got to play a full 60 minutes you know what you got to do you got to change it up not necessarily the line combos but you got to change your attitude you got to change the way you look at things because clearly something is broken and clearly this this coaching staff has not done much of anything to really fix it because like i said this isn't something that is this year this started all the way from last year okay last year on opening night okay so what does that tell you that this team does not play well against teams that are not good i mean the lightning let's be honest on paper top 10 team i think we could all agree on some nights even better top five team but what we have seen too many times against these lower tier teams like, for example, tonight, a Montreal Canadiens, they will play down to that team. Or you will see kind of what we saw in the second period and third period. You will see a relaxed team, and not relaxed in the way of being confident. Relaxed in, oh, this game's in the bag, so we're just going to go on autopilot. And if things go south, it'll come to us. Now, that may not necessarily be the overall mindset of this team, but the way things were handled last night, that's what it looked like from the coaching staff, at least. And so tonight, you you got to go down to Montreal or up to Toronto, uh, up to Montreal. I don't, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure geographically. I'm not good with Canadian geography. But this team needs from the opening face-off to the final buzzer, they not only need to dominate, they need to blow Montreal out of the building. They need to put their foot down on the necks of the Canadians. I don't care if, you know, maybe they're piling on and it's a bad look, it's unsportsmanlike. This team needs to go out there. This is a statement game. You know, we need to have... A result like an 8-1 game, 8-2 or 10-1, something like that where it is absolutely ugly for the opposing side. We need to see almost near-perfect hockey from this team, which I know we're not going to get because the Lightning are just not that team right now. They're not very good at being consistent or bouncing back in a big way. But this is as sure as any time to make a statement, especially early in the season. Um, because as not only that, the schedule doesn't get any easier. Yeah, you have the Blackhawks. They're, they are a scrappy young team. And they will show up on Thursday, I guarantee it. Then you got Carolina. Yes, the, coming off a shutout win against them, they're going to be ready to play. 
And then you got Edmonton next week. I mean, not even talking St. Louis and Chicago again on the road, but you got Edmonton next week, who we all know if the Lightning are asleep early on in that game, Connor McDavid will score five goals. And then you got Boston, Carolina again, the Avalanche, and Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm not I'm skipping over some teams, but those are the games that could not only the Lightning could very well lose, but they could lose those games ugly in an ugly manner. I think the only game where we can maybe say it is somewhat of a guarantee that the Lightning will win is Arizona. And that is a huge maybe. I'm not taking anything for granted with this team. This team needs to show up. They need to play for each other. You know, I would imagine Johansson's going to have the night off tonight. But the Lightning should go out there and play for their goaltender, not the other way around. Not this isn't, and and it shouldn't be like that when Vasilevsky comes back either. This team needs to play for their goaltender. They shouldn't expect to lean on their goaltender. Those days are gone because we've seen what happens when the Tampa Bay Lightning lean on their goaltender. It is not pretty. So let me know in the comments below what you think. I'm fully expecting a close game, a nail biter in this one. I'm expecting the Lightning to have issues very early on. Um, not to say that, you know, there was po a lot of positive things in last night's game. But that was only one period. After that, really, there wasn't much of anything. We we need to see some sort of change from this team. Um, we, we, we need to see some sort of fight. We need to see a 60-minute effort, which we have not seen in... God knows how long. <laughs> I think it's been two seasons in which I could honestly say where I have not seen a 60-minute effort from this Lightning team. So let me know in the comments below what you think. I'm sure I'll be getting some comments or some feedback that will say that I'm overly negative. But listen, stats don't lie. Results don't lie. Last night was an absolute disaster. Category 5 disaster. And... Until this team starts playing more consistently in front of their goaltender and this coaching staff starts to make some major adjustments either in the style of play or in the way they do things and handle situations throughout the course of the games when it doesn't all go right, it's going to continue to be like this for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So we'll be back later today to preview the game against Montreal. Stay tuned for that. And as always, please, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. We are available wherever podcasts are shipped in audio form as well as on YouTube. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible T-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.